Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I really, really, really want to be the guy who tells you everything is going to be okay. I I want to tell you that all four of these remaining games, including the next one in Indianapolis, that they're winnable, that that the team can just rally behind. I'm not feeling it. I'm not. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Team will be getting back to work today after the weekend off following any Thursday game. And they'll be operating on, I guess you could call it a short week since the game in Indy is on Saturday but they really can kind of get the gears in motion today. What they can't do, in my estimation, is to just shrug off or sweep away what happened last week with both of those losses to two and ten teams at home that peeled off every scab associated with this franchise that exposed Everything that's going wrong underneath the surface that's left so many people within the process, and I'm not guessing at this, so disillusioned that even they're beginning to doubt themselves. Now, what you're going to hear, what you're going to hear the next few days is the polar opposite. What you're going to hear is that they need to block out the noise and tune out all the negativity of the media and whatever else. They're not going to blame fans. They never do that. But all of the outside noise and it's going to be us against the world. Okay, well, great. Whatever it is that you got to do. But it wasn't us, either the media or the fans, who went out and lost back-to-back Games to two and ten opponents at home. Have I mentioned the at home part yet? Okay. At home. 
And we weren't the ones taking all the pre-snap penalties. And we weren't the ones limiting Jalen Warren to a handful of snaps every game. And we weren't the ones, you know, whatever. Okay. We weren't the ones who caused last week. They're going to have to be the ones who get themselves out of it. And as I see it, the only way to accomplish that is to first really, really, really come to grips with what happened last week. And I don't believe that they will. I definitely don't believe that Mike Tomlin will, which is why I don't believe in how this team will handle the final four games. Because as I've shared with you guys many times, sometimes in a positive context, sometimes in a negative, but more often in a negative, Tomlin sees nothing other than the next game on the schedule. It's how he lives his life. It's how he coaches his football team. That's in the past. We own it. We blah, blah, blah. No, you, you didn't own it. You, you didn't own it. You didn't do a damn thing about it unless you went back and really thought about what went wrong. Not just in those games, but everything that led up to those games. What led to roster decisions? That might have affected those games. What led to acquisitions or players that you allowed to leave and should have kept that led to those games? When you really own losses of that magnitude, you can find answers, institutional answers. But this team never goes about that. They claim that they do it every January or February or whatever it is when they're done. But they don't. Because they come back the following season and say and do the exact same things. Where is an NFL-level coordinator in this mix? How did that happen? Why did that happen? That's when you own it. How was this offensive line built? Was it built the right way? For that matter, was it built the way you've built offensive lines in the past? Or did you just try to keep patching up a sinking ship by throwing tens of millions of dollars at it one summer? Why pursue toys in the first round? Why go get a running back when no one else does that? Why get yourself a quarterback in a year when nobody thought there was a good quarterback to be had in that draft? Why are there no hot routes for the quarterbacks that you currently employ? And how much does that handcuff them? Why do you stop running the football against the 30th ranked rush defense in the league, as happened with the Cardinals? And I'm not even going to come close on this episode to limiting it to the coaches or the administrators. Because then I'd also have to ask why the wide receivers keep making all these Dumb pre-snap penalties. And I'm underscoring the word dumb because I mean it in the literal sense. You've got to be dumb or at least thinking dumb or not focused properly to commit these types of penalties again and again and again. Or you just don't give a crap. How does a quarterback, even your backup quarterback, get away with a slide when you really, really, really needed the first down? How did that happen? How did that not even become an issue around here? And if we're going to rip the coaches, and I have, for the seemingly scattered sense throughout that locker room about where everything's headed or how they're supposed to get there, I can just as easily, believe me, throw some of that on the team's in-house leadership. It's 
it's fine for Cam Hayward to come out and say all the things that he said to us reporters the other night. Is that happening in there? It doesn't seem like it. It might be. I don't know that, but it doesn't seem like it. Who's the leader on offense? Tell me that. Who is the leader? Don't say Najee Harris. Because I see way too much from him that you don't. And he's not somebody that you'd classify as the leader. They don't have one on that side of the ball. They just don't. Tell me what I'm missing here. Tell me where the warm and fuzzy is. Tell me where the we're going to rally is. Four games they've got. Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens at Baltimore. You tell me, where's the positivity? Where's the, where's the upbeat outcome? Who's going to turn this around and how? When they don't even look at how they got to this stage. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Today's J1Q comes from Vern, who says, DK, suppose that Art Rooney demands that Mike Tomlin hires an A++++ offensive guru, and that guru brings along one of his A++++ assistant gurus. This scenario that a good offensive coordinator can't be hired because he'll be hired away in a year is silly. Don't the Steelers players deserve the best coaching talent available. Okay, Vern, I I see what you're saying, and you're not at all the only one who has sent something like this in this direction. And a lot of them have prefaced it. You didn't, but a lot of them have prefaced it by saying, I like Tomlin. I believe he's a, a good man and a good coach. He just needs better coordinators. But I'm going to come back to you on that because I've said that at times over the years as well. And I'm going to come back to you and say, okay, but if he was such a good head coach and if his main priority was improving the football team and thus winning football games, then why wasn't he going and getting these coaches all along? 
why would that have to be imposed on him? And why would you want him in charge if he didn't want that at any point in his tenure? Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, I don't think it's okay to just shove it down his throat because I don't want anybody working for me who doesn't want to be here to quote the head coach himself, volunteers, not hostages. And if you're making a move like that, first off, who are you leaving the hiring up to if you're Art Rooney? You don't want Rooney doing it. So do you leave it up to Omar Khan and or Andy Weidel? Uh, You know, are they qualified to pick coordinators? I don't know that. So the chances are really good that the head coach would still be involved in that process. And then from there, chances are excellent that the head coach will continue to hire people he can just keep his thumb over. Secondly, and I'm sorry if this is going to sound repetitive here, but I think this is the important piece here. If I'm Art Rooney and I have made the determination that my head coach does not want to hire the best coordinators for any reason, then that shouldn't be my head coach. Because then he is legitimately prioritizing something else, something personal within the professional bounds, above the well-being of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If his ego can't handle having some you know, young egghead as coordinator, that's a problem. If his old schooledness can't handle some young egghead at coordinator, that's also a problem. And I don't see these as problems that can be solved by imposing something on him. I really don't. I appreciate the question. It's outstanding. And again, you're not the only one to send it this way. I just really think we're in new territory here in talking about this stuff and analyzing this stuff. I I don't think this is a normal situation for this franchise. I think something significant has to occur, and I can't imagine anything significant occurring without changing the head coach. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 